0: The Philippe Matthews Show at the PMShow.tv. Named the Oprah of the Internet by Mark Victor Hansen. Philippe Matthews doesn't ask questions that are different. He simply asks questions that make a difference. edition of the Philippe Matthew Show, and watch your life grow. And we're back, ladies and gentlemen, uh, with the Philippe Matthews Show, and we have a very, very special guest uh, who uh, is actually launching a new uh, channel on the Philippe Matthews Show, our technology uh, reviews and profiles on the Philippe Matthews Show. We have the CEO of Market Me Suites. Uh, dot com, uh, Miss Tammy, or should I say Mrs. Tammy Conklin? How are you, my dear?
1: Hi, nice to nice to be with you. Thanks for that fantastic intro. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I'm honored you're calling in all the way from the UK. Uh, so so this is truly an international uh, show. Uh, and what I I you know I've been using MarketMe Suite for. Uh, or I guess about six or seven months or so, and I absolutely love it, and it has a lot of great features, and so I want to kind of talk to you about that and get into uh, uh, the nuts and bolts about uh, uh, Market Me Suite and, you know, how you did it, why you did it. First, I want a little bit of background about you. Where are you originally from?
1: Yeah, I'm not from the UK, right? I don't have that really nice accent that everyone here has. <laughs> uh I'm from New York, um and uh I I'm from New York, uh bo- born and raised, went to uh University of Wisconsin, uh then back to New York for a while and uh I wound up in the UK. It was kind of kind of a weird story. My husband is a a British a British gentleman and that's not actually the reason I'm in the UK. Uh Through a bizarre set of circumstances, I was consulting on a project on the marketing end of a project, and my now uh, business partner and co-founder was the uh, web development uh, of that particular project. And he happened to be UK-based. And I guess we got along because I knew a lot about the UK because of my husband. Uh, We were living in New York at the time, and we wound up deciding to form this company together. Uh, And then it uh, it just became became evident that we were going to need to be on the same continent. So it was pretty easy for me to move over here. with my British husband, uh than it was to get um Alan who's my co founder and the, the rest of the gang married off and in, uh into America, So so that that's that's how we wound up that's how we wound up in the, in the UK. But yeah, I'm I'm from I'm from New York.
0: How long have you been uh, in the UK?
1: Uh just under a year, actually. It's our it's our one year anniversary uh in next month. So yeah, just, oh, just awesome. under a year now. That's
0: yeah. awesome. You went to as you say, you went to the University of Wisconsin and uh, you got a degree in strategic communication
1: yep and philosophy and I sometimes think that the philosophy is more useful <laughs> because it taught me how to think critically uh, but yeah I, I am one of the few people that I guess uses their degree so many people go to college and then wind up doing something completely different I, I did major in strategic communications, a branch of journalism, marketing, advertising so I actually I, I do use it But I, but I do joke that I think philosophy taught me more <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I would think in the social realm, absolutely, that would make a lot of sense.
1: Yeah, yeah, it just you know it teaches you how to think, think critically, logically, and and all that all that fun stuff. So I think sure. that's invaluable in business to to be able to outthink your competition.
0: That's right, that's right. Well, you're doing a good job. Um, oh, thank well, you. you. You're you're very welcome. Talk to me about Marketing Suite. How did it come about? Why did you guys? To decide to do it, how did you end up becoming the CEO of the company?
1: Sure. Well, it's like 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 most good ideas, they sometimes happen by accident. So at the time I was running my own small business. Um I was actually doing e commerce, antiques and collectibles. It was a business, a family business. My dad still still runs this, this business out of New York. Um and I I enjoyed it but I always wanted to keep my marketing chops kind of, you know, you know well looked after so I could always, you know, jump back into that. So and in my spare time I did some, some consulting and, and I as I said I met Alan through that and we were just talking. He ran a small business. I ran a small business. His was Web Design, mine was e commerce. But we both said, you know, social media is obviously this new like at the time new up and coming thing but like he's like I just don't think it can work for businesses and I said, No, you're wrong. You're wrong. It can and it does and I explained what I was doing. He said, You know what, I don't believe you I said well Alan Let me have, like, your Twitter handle, your Facebook stuff, and just give it to me for two months, if you trust me, and let me do my thing, and if you see results, you'll, you know, it was just kind of like a friendly bet almost, and I I did it. All of a sudden, he had about 1,000 followers, and he was hosting this web design event here in the UK, and he started selling tickets, and he said, hang on a second. There's something to the social media marketing, but nobody's quite cracked it for the small to medium-sized business, so, you know, let's let's take what you're doing, let's take your strategies, and let's build something around it, and that's how we decided to launch it. At the at the time, it was called Market Me Tweet. It was actually Twitter only, and we very quickly introduced Facebook and now LinkedIn and hopefully Google Plus soon, as soon as the API opens up.
0: Wow, that's absolutely fantastic. So what makes Market Me Sweet? Uniquely different from your competitors, like say a Hoop Suite or something like that.
1: Yeah, I think um, like above the water level, there's a lot of similarities with things that are out there because there's a, there's a certain amount that you can that you have to be to be a social media uh, dashboard. And then there's like the under the covers section, the underwater, and, that, and that's where I think we we start to differentiate ourselves as a more proactive marketing tool. And
0: mm-hmm. what
1: I'm really excited about is that I, I'm I'm pretty sure we've cracked it in version four. I mean, four versions. It's we've been going since 2009. So this is our fourth. Version that we're about to launch, and it's uh, it's going to be our web-based version because currently it's Adobe Air, so it's going to be our web-based version. And we're introducing the concept of a social marketing inbox, and I really think that 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 is going to be the 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 thing that people say, ah, oh, this is why I didn't quite get social media marketing because I couldn't. I couldn't do it cross-platform properly, and that's what we kind of even felt with our own software. Because you're always the worst critic—you know, you're the worst critic critique of your own stuff, right? So mm-hmm. we were finding, oh, you know, we love using our own tool, but if it could only do this, and if it could only do that. So we set out with version four to finally take the. Bias away from one network over another, and create a playground where all social media marketing efforts can kind of play nicely together. So, I'm really, I'm really excited. I think that's going to be a huge differentiator how we approach our next version, which is coming out um, uh, end of January.
0: Oh, fantastic, fantastic! So, so with MarketMe Suite, what are some of the uh, unique uh, applications and tools that? uh really I think are are essential for people to to master and to move ahead of the game in uh their social media their personal social media campaigns.
1: I think geotargeting is Hugely overlooked, and it's it's, mm-hmm. a, it's something we focused on heavily in version three, and we're going to take it to another level with version four. We're integrating maps; you can actually see a heat map of who you're communicating with. Because so often you're just missing the mark, and you don't even realize it. You know, you're communicating with somebody in in California, and yet you you know you run a you're a chiropractor in New York. That doesn't help you per se mm-hmm. <laughs> unless you unless you have some books to sell. You know, that doesn't really help you. So, um, so I think geo setting up a geotarget targeted um searches and then interacting and engaging with people who are ripe for for being helped is is like the biggest thing that people miss so many times if people asking a question you have the answer you connect you provide that answer you have an audience you have now you now have an engaged person who's willing to to talk to you and who's willing to interact with you because you've just helped them solve some kind of a problem and I think that's uh, the biggest thing that I think most people miss. And I think also just, you know, going cross-platform with a message. I think people people sometimes miss they'll be really great on Facebook, but then forget about Twitter. and then Or they'll, yeah. they'll have, you know, 17 Twitter handles but have no presence on Facebook. And I think, you know, you don't necessarily want to send the same message to every place, but, you know, you do want to send the same information. It could be, it could be phrased in different ways and catered for the right audience. But mm-hmm. you want to have a way that you can easily disseminate your message across off your networks because you don't have a lot of time and you need to you need to get you need to get things out there and there is only so many ways you can say the same thing. If you're having a sale on Thursday, you're having a sale on Thursday. You know, get it everywhere.
0: Mm-hmm. Sure, of course that makes sense. So, so how many times do you uh, in your in your strategic assessment? How many how many touches should one uh, do on Twitter versus Facebook?
1: I'm sorry, the phone went out a little bit on that on that. How many you said? How many?
0: How many touches should an individual have on Twitter versus Facebook in a day?
1: Oh, like how many interactions? Sure. Um well I mean I think I think it all depends on how active your audience is. I mean I think you should minimally be posting out, you know, a few times a day if if you know if you can if you can do it between 5 and 10 I think that's great, but I think that more importantly it's getting a message out there and then waiting for the response or finding people not just waiting but finding people to engage with if it's a slow day. Sure if you're lucky enough that there's a loads of people interacting with you then you can just keep busy all day long just interacting but most businesses, when they, especially when they're newish to social media, they don't have a whole lot of people um, to interact with. I, I joke that when I first started social media, I downloaded a popular social media app. This was before we made Market we see it. and I said, "Okay, who am I going to market to?" I said, "All right, who's on who's on Twitter?" I thought, "Well, my cousin, my cousin's on Twitter. That's good. My, my mother. I forced her to get a Twitter account. This is not this is not a viable campaign. I can't do much with this. So so it, it it's not being complacent." As well, so yeah, I, I think you need to tweeting out and and posting out important, but make sure you go out and find the people so that you're posting to people that are listening. <laughs> That's probably mm-hmm. the the best thing. It's less about the amount of times, that it's all about it's more about the who you are doing it with. hmm
0: mm-hmm. Now, I noticed on on, on MarketBC, one of the things that you have that I like that makes is, you is you is you have uh, uh, an application called Keyword Following. Could you could you talk about that a little bit?
1: Yeah, that that's fun. I like I like keyword following. It's for the people who I call it our our, our shy marketing tool because we have something called reply campaigns or, or or you know targeted searches where you can actually engage using using keywords. But um, keyword following is more just if you want to start building up a following, and this is a predominantly Twitter tool if you want to start building up a. A following in antiques let's go back to my old antiques and collectibles you can start following people based on keyword based on you know certain a certain figurine that you know that you sell you know anyone who tweets about that you can then follow them and what they get is an email saying so and so just follows you and you'd be surprised just by following relevant people nice and slowly or and if you're really brave you know sending them an at- reply saying, Hey, I just thought what you tweeted was really interesting and I followed you because of it, all the better all the better for it. But I, I think that that's a it's a good way to do it. You know, never to go crazy, never to automate it, never to just set it and say, Hey, follow everyone on this keyword. That's not the way to do it. But you have to, you know, look at who you're following and then decide on the right people.
0: Well I think that's important. A lot of people think that they okay everybody in this keyword I should just absolutely follow because uh the, you know their 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 handles popped up. But that's not necessarily the case. You really want to target and read each tweet and and dissect and see if this is someone that is worthy of a relationship that could pro- possibly become a prospect. Right.
1: And I think there's nothing wrong with that. there is some automation that I think is okay. There's you're allowed Twitter allows you, for example, to follow people back who follow you. So if if you want to be somebody who reciprocates a relationship, you know, I think there, there's nothing there's nothing wrong with that. I have some accounts, like our business account, by by default, anyone who follows us on, on at marketing suite, we follow them back. And we do this for a strategic reason. We do it so that if they need to DM us, they can because we're following them. Uh, you know and, and, and that. But on my personal one, I vet each person. That I follow because I want to make sure in my home timeline I um, am able to, you know, read through everything and, and get the most out of it. So I think it depends what the purpose of a Twitter or even a Facebook account is. You know, whether or not you reciprocate.
0: Mm-hmm. I think that's that, that's incredibly uh, important. So what what do you think is the first thing an individual needs to do when they load up market Meet Suite? What's the first thing they should do when they open up the package?
1: Add as many accounts as you have. Yeah. Add Twitter, add Facebook, add LinkedIn, um, and and get yourself set by getting everything in. Because once it's in, you can then disseminate out. So I think um, you know, make sure that you just about everyone these days has or should have at least one Twitter account, one Facebook account, and one LinkedIn account. And if you don't have all three, you should. <laughs> hmm
0: Mm-hmm. Now, I also noticed on Marketing Suite that uh, you. Uh, Allow posting to Facebook groups, which I thought was fantastic.
1: Yes, yes, we we allow posting to Facebook groups. It's I think uh, groups are important. Um, I think that they're different. They they they're, they they feel different to fan pages, and they're used I think for different ways. Their groups tend to be a little bit more interactive, um, which is good. And you can also post a lot of times in groups that you're a member of. Um, fan pages often you'll notice that. When people post on a fan page, it's hidden because um, it goes into the section where only one's own posts show up on the fan page. And then there's, mm-hmm. there's a section called Everyone Else, and you have to go there, whereas with a group, it's meant to be its meant to be interactive. So we have a Market Me Suite group on Facebook, and that's strictly for, you know, support and help because we want to have, like, more of a community feel, whereas our fan page is really more just if you want to read about us.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So now, how large is your is the market me sweet team
1: the team um we are um four four people four four and a half I joke because we we have one guy who comes in part time <laughs> but uh yeah we we're we are we four people working it's uh Alan and bill uh develop the whole app they're absolute geniuses, and then it's uh me and Nikki handle um all the the marketing and Nikki does the customer support and and even helps with tech support even though tech 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 support isn't her background but you know you learn fast when you're in a small team
0: <laughs> <laughs> Now what I re- I remember you guys uh, uh for a while you had a fee-based uh, you know marketing fee-based fee and then you made it absolutely free And yep. well- <laughs> the the numbers just completely went with haywire
1: Yes, um, that was one of our crazier things that we we've done <laughs> as a startup. What it, 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 it's interesting. I mean, we were from the from the get go, we were very honest. I think with our base, and you are one of our base, so you could probably attest to us that we were going free while we were building version four, and that version four was going to come out, and we're going to have some paid add ons. We'll still have a, a strong free option but that that mm-hmm. that was the plan. So so um you know it was it was it was just a it was a good opportunity for us to get out there and say hey if you haven't heard about what we're doing why don't you check out our current version and just know that we're working on something even better um while you're playing around with what we currently have on offer and sometimes the stars just align and you have to do something crazy because um, Twitter bought TweetDeck and TweetDeck's fantastic for the Twitter end user, but you know it's, they're the first to say it's not really a business tool. It's for the Twitter power user, and the emphasis on the word Twitter. Um, mm-hmm. I was at a, an event in London, um, and uh, Ian Dodsworth, great guy, he spoke at the event, and he was explaining, you know, a little bit more about what it what it meant to be acquired by Twitter and how you know things are going to be more Twitterized and how that's not a bad thing, you know. And so we saw that happening, and you know we just saw a few shifts kind of in the in the ecosystem, and we realized. It's all right, we you know we're not going to be the best kept secret for the rest of our lives. It's time for people to to, to know to know who we are. Just because we know that what we're doing with our next version is so revolutionary that mm-hmm. we 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 needed to do something you know something kind of crazy to make sure that we have an audience and it's worked. I mean, we've added about twenty thousand users in like three months. So That's it's incredible. um and we haven't actually announced that yet. I think I just announced that here. <laughs> but yeah, Yay. we'll be announcing we got, we'll okay, be announcing everybody. that soon. Yeah. And we'll be announcing that soon along with some other news. So, um, yeah, it's it, it was it was the right move for us, you know. I'm sure some people thought we were a little crazy and we think we're a little crazy, but you know, it's all part of uh it's it's all part of doing the whole startup thing. You have to, I think, be a little bit unbalanced <laughs> to do Absolutely. it.
0: Absolutely. You've got to be a little nuts in the marketing. And you're, you're a marketing genius, so that's and it's a philosophy. Oh, thank
1: you. Thank you. Well, with a name Great. like Market Me Sweet, we got to stand up to the marketing uh, the marketing <laughs> name.
0: Absolutely. <laughs> well, let's talk about uh, some, some tactical, practical aspects here of Market Me Sweet. Uh, you know, it's pretty much well known that that uh, the Facebook algorithms, um, that uh, the, and the social algorithms, they kind of demote um, you know automated updates or third party updates. How do you guys work around that? What are your recommendations?
1: Okay, that's interesting. I'm glad you brought that up because um, uh, there was an article that we published recently on social media today and I should get you the link that that um, uh, somebody figured it out but apparently they're not penalizing third party apps anymore because we were following this very closely and one of our friends who runs a another startup called Buffer, he broke the story um, by going to the Facebook developers and they said that they now have made a change that should, um, should alleviate that issue. It was never an intentional thing that Facebook was doing. It was for other reasons about how they were kind of clustering um, things together so it wasn't a Penalty. It was more just an an un. They didn't really, you know, they didn't mean to it's to, to penalize. It. Yeah, I, I guess. I mean, I don't know. It's Facebook. You don't want to say Facebook made an oversight, but yeah, it was more. <laughs> it was it was it was a function of something else that it was a byproduct of something that 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 okay. that, that that they have since fixed. So you should be noticing that. Um, that things are not clustered in the same way. And and we haven't really had any complaints in about, you know, four months. um, And and it's been been changing, changing for the better. So I think that whole scare has kind of ended. I think somebody once caught on to it and it kind of made its way around the social media sphere. And if you notice, it's kind of died down a lot. Although there are some people who, you know, it's unfortunate when news like that gets out because then there's people who will only ever remember that and then not follow up on the changes. So it's like so important. With social media, things change every minute. You know, you can never take anything as gospel. You know, something I'm saying today could be untrue tomorrow. I mean, and that's just the nature, that's the nature of this particular industry because it's so young and it's so, you know, volatile and so changing, but that's it's why it's so fun <laughs> too, because it, it just is always changing. But yeah, I don't think that that's a big issue okay. anymore. Um, so so that's my answer for that one. That's,
0: well, that's good. That's good. So how how should one balance live updates, or live status updates versus automated uh, updates?
1: I think there has to be enough human engagement um, every day. And it has to be human and it can't be jobbed out to like a virtual, you know, it has to, if it's it's jobbed out to somebody, it has to be somebody who knows and understands the company because people can sense if it's a, if it's, you know, you know, not a real person who understands the business, you know, people can Mm -hmm. sense it because social media is just so real. People, people can see right through it. So I think you have to have a lot of, Real human engagement, it doesn't take that long, especially if you organize and not to do a shameless plug for, for my for my app. But I think if you organize yourself, you can get through, you know, all of your engagement very, very, very quickly. But mm-hmm. I think it's also important to schedule, um, because like for example, I'm in the UK, ninety five percent of our audience is in the US. That's not always mm-hmm. so easy for us to keep engaged so we try to do a good job to educate people that look you know like after 10 o'clock UK time we're probably not going to be answering tweets but every day Nikki schedules up at least 10 tweets to go out through the UK night so that even our even our users in Australia and China and anywhere else will be able to you know see something coming through their timeline from us Mm -hmm. you know even Mm -hmm. even if we're not there and then every morning if anyone's engaged with us on those things we go ahead and thank them and and make sure that you know people used to say that Facebook and Twitter, that if you didn't deal with it, especially Twitter, if you didn't deal with it within two hours, the tweet was dead, and I just don't buy that anymore. Twitter is doing everything they can to extend the lifetime of a tweet with what they launched recently with embeddable tweets and and all that, and I really think tweet is becoming a kind of a mini-email, uh, you know, a very public mm-hmm. mini-email. And, you know, email, yeah, email is faster than snail mail, but nobody ever expects you to answer it, you know, within seconds after it goes to you. And I think the, as it's becoming more part of commerce, people are more accepting of it. So I think you do need to schedule stuff, and I think RSS posting is sometimes very much overlooked. And I think that's one of the best things you can do is if you're an e-commerce business, if you have a, a show like yours, where anything that has an RSS feed, a blog where you're where you're just talking about the stuff that you're doing, you should be pushing it out. And not just your own RSS. There's loads of great content, but never make that mistake. I hate it when people just post out RSS feeds and they never tell you where they're from. And you think, oh, my God, this person never stops writing blog posts. They must never sleep. So in Market Me Suite, we put... Um, a prefix and a suffix. So you can do the classic retweet ad, you can say great post by, saw this on, ah, you know, whatever it is. You come up with the words you want to say and then the title of the blog post and the link will go out on your behalf. So, and that I think is a, is a fine, a fine way to keep yourself connected and that can go across Facebook as well because, you know, Facebook people still want to engage, you know, engage with you. So, and you can pick and choose because some, um, mm-hmm. Some um, blog posts are good for Twitter because they, maybe they're more regular and you can tweet more regularly. Maybe you don't want to inundate your Facebook group as much sure, or your Facebook fan page as much, so
0: mm-hmm, um, sure. and,
1: and knowing the medium as well.
0: Now, uh, uh, Google Plus is is, is kind of uh, making its way into the marketplace. It's already been, being, uh, you know, add it to all of the journalists on CNN, you know, make sure you go and get it and add us to your circle. So it looks like Google Plus is going to be here to stay. Uh how does Market Me Suite are in your in your next version, how are you going to uh uh incorporate um uh, Google Plus?
1: Yeah, I think you're right. Google Plus is here to stay because Google's not going to fail a third time. I mean, you know, Google, Google Buzz didn't quite make it. Google right. Wave kind of took right. a big one. Right. they're Thinking like, you know, we'll be damned. We'll be damned if this happens again. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh,
0: so I, I don't
1: think it's going away. I think it's still in its infancy, and I think um, for our particular target, it's still a little bit early um, because I think even though. Most of our customers are on it. Their customers aren't on it yet. If if that makes sense. So mm-hmm. so it's it, it's it's like it's like the debacle I had when I first decided to do social media marketing, and I downloaded a dashboard, and I realized I had two people to market to. You know, so mm-hmm. so I think that, that 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 there's a little bit of that. But in terms of uh, what we're planning to do at MarketMe Suite, we're waiting until Google gives access to people. So far they, they they only give access to six outside applications and it was for brand pages only. Um and, you know, they were quite big and, you know, so we're just they're they're doing all the beta testing with those ones. So Uh, Yeah, it's it's a commonly not known thing that Google Plus isn't actually open for apps to develop on yet because we do Mm -hmm. get asked it a lot. Like, oh, I'm so surprised to not see Google Plus in market research. And I say, well, we are too. It's just that they haven't opened their API yet. We definitely would have it if if, if it was open. So, you know, soon after they open it, we are a small team, so we can't do things overnight. But, you know, Mm -hmm. within six to eight weeks after it opens, we'll, we'll likely, you know, put it in. And that's the nice thing about what we're doing. With our next version, is that as I said, there's really no bias to one network. All of them can play nicely together. So it's not like a dashboard that feels like it was made for Twitter. That everything else has just been shoved into. It's built mm-hmm, knowing mm-hmm. that the social sphere is growing, and that right now it's the big three, soon to be the big four. But who knows? Maybe it'll be the big five or six. You know, by the time we're all said, when sure. it, by the time it's all said and done. So we thought it was well, important I mean, of a chance.
0: Yeah. Well, LinkedIn, you know, obviously is gone public, so it's now part of the mainstream and in the social realm uh and has branded itself you know radically different than facebook and twitter uh, what do you have any uh, insights on how to market uh and use uh, uh marketing suite uh for and with linkedin
1: yeah, well, in the current version, um, we have a very light touch LinkedIn integration. Essentially, you can post out groups that you own and uh, and your own personal profile. In the next version, there'll be a little bit more. You'll be able to um, post out for your groups and, and view your notifications as well. So they will be more interactive with LinkedIn. I think a, a good marketing trick with LinkedIn is to start a group and invite your the followings where you're strongest on. So if it's Facebook or if it's Google Plus even or if it's Twitter, invite those followings to the and then join your LinkedIn group, and you'd be surprised—you know how many people you can get. And I think also join groups that are that are in your in your niche because it's a great way to post articles. Then you know related to it, and then all of a sudden you get extra people reading it. And and um, especially if you have a LinkedIn plug-in on your website, which a lot of mm-hmm. a lot of websites have now, you can get it shared to, directly to your groups on there. So. I think getting involved in groups and, and, and starting your own groups is, is, is a good trick on LinkedIn, just to, you know, not, not to game the system by any means, but just to get people, to get to get connected with people on LinkedIn, because it is harder. It is more closed, and, you know, sometimes, sometimes you just think, how, what do you do with this? You know, it's great if you want to find a job, but there is a lot. There's so many like-minded people, but, you know, and it's more business to business, because basically everyone who's right. on LinkedIn is a business.
0: Sure, sure. I absolutely uh, agree with you. I enjoy the groups, and it's 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 great to have that level of interaction. It's almost like an open forum, and Um mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What I'd like to ask you about is squeeze pages. Oh, well, they did, because it used to be the time when you'd have a social media campaign, it was all about getting people from the social to your website to your squeeze page to own that email. Um, the lines are getting blurry now. <laughs>
1: uh, I just don't know. Yeah, I know. I mean, I remember because you know, it, it was a big deal to get to a squeeze page. I think that squeeze pages, you know, I don't know if they'll ever be dead. I think they may have had their day a little bit because I think that people are are a little bit more savvy and they kind of they kind of just want things direct. So I think that. You can almost, you can actually, you know, get people to sign up directly from your fan page to your email list. I mean, you mm-hmm. you can do it mm-hmm. right from the fan page. Um, like a company like Constant Contact, you know, you can, you can create stuff and I, I, I think, I, I don't know, they're doing a lot more with social over there and, and, and same thing with Aweber and, and all those places. So, you know, yeah. you're, you're able to create these boxes that, that goes up right onto your fan page. So I think, yeah, I mean, I think if, if, if your objective is to get people onto your email list, then I think that there's there's better ways to do it through through social, through social, or you know, just through your blog and stuff. I think people are a little more savvy to being oversold. I think the the new way of selling is interactive. You have to be interactive with somebody and then kind of throw it in there at the end. And that may sound like it's more work, but it converts really well.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I absolutely agree with that. Uh, it's almost like it's just it's, it's almost instant gratification. It really is because you're you're dealing with a real person and in real time, and uh, it's just a sense like oh my god, you're really a real person. that's just great.
1: Yeah, and it's not set – I mean, you still – you always have to have the good mousetrap. I mean, you always have to have a good site. You need to have something that's working while you're sleeping. I mean, social mm-hmm. is for, you know, waking hours when you're there and when you can devote the time to it. So you always have to have – I'm not saying, you know, abandoned websites or not, nothing like that. I just think that if you if you integrate social into everything that you do, you just get more leverage out of it generally.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, well, let's talk about a couple of more things uh before we I know you have to go, but I want to talk about um the reply campaign that I think is very unique to mark meetechley versus some of the other applications that are out there um talk to us about uh reply campaigns, why they're important how to how to set them up well uh, and and what will be the result of a reply campaign.
1: Okay, so reply campaigns in, in this current version, uh they are exactly what what they say they are. You you set up a, a keyword search, you, you can put it within one mile to a thousand miles of a specific location, and we will scan um we will scan Twitter um to try to find relevant matches for you. And then you can have some ready to go templates, nothing automated. It's not going to send anything on your behalf. But again, if you're trying to connect with people who are if you're a web designer and you're trying to connect with people who are having issues installing WordPress because you know that's a service that you provide and you're looking for people within you know the Boston area to, to, to do this, you know, you can have seven different ways to say, I you know, I heard I saw you who are having trouble installing WordPress. Have you tried this? So then when they reply back, you've now started a conversation with them. And then our new version it's going to be even more seamless, um, we're going to take it. Uh, we're going to take it. Just in, you're just going to be able to enter it into our, our keyword search section, and then the macro element, the reply element, is going to be throughout the entire app. So if at any point you have uh, a saved response that you want to use, almost like a customer service response that you will find in a lot of help desks, you can apply that macro anywhere in the entire app. So mm. it takes that nice. that module, and it's going to bring it cross app, which I think is I'm excited about that because again, we get a lot of support questions. And things, and it's great to just have all those things saved up because you, you do forget. <laughs> you forget what you said, and you know. Sure,
0: sure. I think that's awesome. Got it. Tweets. I thought it was uh, uh, very unique as well. Talk to us about that. <laughs>
1: Uh, dotted tweets is giving way to flagged to flagged content, and again, that's going across network again. So okay. most things that you see in version three that are unique to Twitter are going to go across network in version four. Um, and that I love that because it's it was our first little step into content curation, where you can mark a tweet a color, and then you assign the value to that color. So if it's somebody who works in a team, you know maybe uh, Nikki's blue tweets and and Alan is orange tweets, you know or, or, or green tweets, and and so on and so forth. But it can be anything. It could be if you're a one if you're a one man band. It could be that you know green ones are are, are people that you're following that you want to reply to, but you just don't want to do it yet. And and a red ones are interesting things that you want to retweet. And you know and and you can really organize yourself through it. So it's called dots in version three, and in version four it'll be called flags, and it's the same okay. same concept. Okay. You assign a color to it, and you can collaborate with them. You know who assigned it. I don't know if you have any team members set up, but you can see who assigned what
0: hmm Well, mm-hmm. oh, that's the other thing I like about MarketWeekTweet is scalable. So you can have teams, and you you, you know you can run a pretty nice uh, operation. Uh,
1: yeah, it's important to be able to share out a team. Um, a lot we 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 attract a lot of social media consultants to MarketWeekTweet. So for that, often they'll have different people working on different campaigns. So they might have t- ten clients each with three Twitter accounts and two Facebook accounts. And the master user can just give access to, you know, John can get access to, you know, client A's stuff but not see any of client B's stuff and so on and so forth. Or sometimes people just give access to the clients themselves. But, again, they're they're the puppet master controlling all the master accounts. Mm-hmm. And in our fourth okay. version, one of the the major paid-for elements of the fourth version is going to be analytics on all these interactions. So for all those people that are using MarketBC, they're saying, this is great, but I can't prove it to my clients, you know. Sure. I know sure. it's doing it so you'll be able to you'll be able to access data and print out pdf reports of exactly what you did exactly who did what exactly how it all happened so so well, i'm pretty incredible. excited about that
0: that's incredible what about mobile marketing um is marketing suite getting ready to produce a mobile app i i
1: i heard a weird a weird a weird thing. When you, I think it was me, but I, I, I heard a, a number being pressed while you were talking. Could you ask that one more time?
0: Sure. Mobile applications. Uh, uh, is Market Me Suite uh, going to go mobile anytime soon?
1: Well, the web version is going to be... Um, it's going to work on mobile because it's a web version. That's the nicest thing about being a web version. Um, so uh, it's already working on the iPad and beta. It has a few little bugs because we haven't really optimized it. So mm-hmm. the iPad will be first. It should work Pretty soon after release, we're going to optimize it for the iPad, and then you know a month or two after that, we're going to optimize it for the iPhone and the Android. It's not going to be a native app right away, um, but it will function quite quite seamlessly, just like any website that you go to that's that's geared for mobile. You can read it just fine and, and interact on it just fine. It, it'll be like that.
0: Fantastic. Tammy, you are absolutely incredible. Market Me Sweet is the bomb diggity. Uh, I use it. I love it. <laughs> I recommend everyone listening to go out and get it. Uh, It will uh, change and expand your life for the better in your social spaces. Uh, Anything else you want to leave with us, uh, Tammy, before we uh, uh, part ways in this wonderful international overseas call?
1: Um, just that um, anyone who's anyone who's brave and who doesn't want to you know go into the the old version, but who wants to help us get the new version ready for release and wants to become one of our beta testers today, we just put it along the top bar. So if you go to markupsuite dot com right along the top, it says V four beta. So if you, if you're a brave person that wants to help us get ready and also see some things in advance, you know, please go ahead and help us. We need we need people testing it before we go officially live with it.
0: Fantastic. Tammy, I want you to come back after uh, you get version four up, and we want to talk about this on an ongoing basis as, as you guys evolve and as the social media realm evolves. I want you I want to talk to you guys about, hey, where is it going, where are you going, and how is this position?
1: Uh, well, thanks so much.
0: All right. You have a great day. I'll talk to you soon. Okay. Bye. All righty. Bye-bye.